0: And welcome to the Insurance and Injury Law Show. To get a hold of Savan, he's here for the next hour. Uh, while we're on the air anyway, is 416-216-5910 and Savan or help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you, John? Good. We like to uh, start the show each week with the uh, the week that was, why it isn't so important that we do this, because these are actual cases and sometimes they uh, they ring true and familiar with the people that are listening. So, uh, so let's get into it that way, shall we? Absolutely. It's actually amazing to see, uh, uh, for me at least, uh, you know, on, on a
1: weekly basis how many times I get asked the exact same questions, (laughs) uh, exact same concerns that people have, and uh, you know what? I I give out the information, I give it out freely, I give it out... uh because I think people need to know what their rights are, uh, you know, what, what, what they can do if they're injured uh, in an accident, mm-hmm. what they can do if the, the insurance company is cutting them off their long-term disability. People need to be aware of their rights and they need to be aware of uh, what their options are. So let's start off with the case that we spoke about a few shows ago. And I'm not going to mention this, uh, this lady's name, but uh, she was in a car accident November of last year. Yeah. And it, w- it was a fairly significant accident, and uh, she, she got a lawyer uh, she retained a lawyer afterwards and Since that time, uh, a claim has not been started for her, even though you know almost a year had passed now here 's the kicker, and this is something that we spoke about last time. She was diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury. She's actually being treated at Sunnybrook. There's a team of specialists that she goes to uh, on a weekly basis, and you know she's she's pretty much on her own. Even though she hired the lawyer to represent her, she's dealing with the insurance company on her own with a brain injury. With a brain injury, and And of course her husband trauma and everything else. Yeah, and her husband. I mean, and I I just met these people this week. I met with them, and fantastic people. Just, just you know, as as honest as you can get, and and you can see that. Really struggling, and you can see the stress on this lady 's uh, face when she 's talking about how you know she can 't even take the calls from you know from from the adjuster from her insurance company who's calling her all the time uh, sorry all the time and telling her that uh, you know she, she 's not uh, eligible for this benefit mm-hmm. or for that benefit uh, so anyways, I met with them I explained to them the entire process, explained to them what. Uh, needs to be done uh, that, you know, the case itself is not complicated. Right. It's just something that needs to be done. I mean, the lawyer has to actually do it. Uh, it it's, it's, it's just so basic for me and, and I guess, you know, we spoke about it before as well that I used to do defense work and I used to see a lot of lawyers handling claims on behalf of injured individuals and they just, you know, they would not be advancing the correct claims. They would not be claiming everything they could be claiming. Just dropping the ball just overall. Just dropping right the ball, yeah. right. So in any event, I'm going to be helping this individual you know this this family they have four kids, you know the husband has his own business, and he 's got a you know at, at the time when the accident happened she was um, she was trying to get a new job, she was in a training period, and he would be driving her every day so imagine he's trying to do his own thing, his own business, and he has to drive her so uh, you know for everybody out there who who is injured uh, and and they have a lawyer, just make sure that your lawyer is not dropping the ball i mean it 's so basic to say this, and I know a lot of lawyers are not going to like me saying that, but you know what. These are serious claims, serious people. You have, to, you have to take care of these claims. You have to do what needs to be done to advance the cases forward.
0: And I think one of the biggest things we, we talked about this last week was not only the fact that uh, you know, you're going to be advancing the case much more quickly. Now it's the fact that, man, what a stress off her back. Now she's not going to get another phone call because they can no longer call her. Exactly. Now it's all through you. Exactly. Right?
1: Everything is through us, through my team. Uh, she's not going to get one single phone call from the adjuster. She's not going to have to deal with any letters from the adjuster, oh, any emails, amazing. nothing. And you know what? She can focus on getting better. And, and that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's not the compensation. Let us worry about that. Let, let us figure out what we can do to, to make you whole financially. Mm-hmm. You focus on your health. At the end of the day, no amount of money is going to put you back in the same physical or mental condition you were prior to the accident. So just Four, focus on that.
0: 416 216 5910 or help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Give, uh, give me another one. What else happened this week? All right. So this, uh, this gentleman called me. Uh, he lives in
1: Barrie, and this is a long term disability case. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's been on long term disability for almost two years because of injuries from a car accident. He has chronic pain in his neck and in his back. He worked as a mechanic for 20 years. He's 42 years old. And he got a call from his adjuster last week telling him that they think that he's not totally disabled. Remember, John, we spoke about that. Two-year mark. Two-year mark. The definition of disability changes. It's no longer can you do your own job. It's can you do any job for which you're suited by education, training, or experience. And uh, now he's got a pain doctor and a family doctor and both have said explicitly that he should continue getting treatments and not go back for now, that if he goes back to work and it's a physical job mm-hmm. being a mechanic, that he's going to aggravate his injuries. And he gave those uh, reports, the, 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 the notes that these um, doctors gave him, he gave right. those to the adjuster. Well, guess what? The adjuster said that the insurance company had their own doctors review those notes, those files, and that they disagree with his treating doctors. What a surprise. So he was told that he was going to be cut off at the end of November. Now, I'm telling you, John, I'm getting involved. It's going to be a very easy case to resolve. This gentleman is not going to have to deal with his insurance company. The insurance company is either going to be forced to reinstate his benefits or not cut them off. Okay, if they cut them off, they're going to have to reinstate, or or they're going to have to come to the table at some point in the very near future and pay this gentleman a very large sum of money. I'm not going to talk about the specifics, but I can tell you that you know, as a mechanic and and as somebody who's worked in the industry for a long time, mm-hmm. he was making uh, you know a, a nice uh, good coin, a good coin exactly. And mm-hmm. you know what? He's got a family, he's got to support. Very very serious case, but you know. These kinds of cases are not difficult to resolve they 're not they're not that 's key right? it 's it's, not difficult. An insurance lawyer will know exactly what the insurance company needs uh, in terms of documents. An insurance lawyer will know exactly what legal arguments to advance and you know what this gentleman will never see a day in court. He will never even get close to a court. Why? Because we're going to settle this case. We're going to resolve the case without any effort. I'm telling you. I've and done last so many of And this last two years, these.
0: this guy never bothered to retain a lawyer at all. He's just doing it on his own.
1: No, but for the last two years, he, he didn't feel he needed to. It's okay. only now that, you know, of course, he's getting all the stress from yep. the adjuster calling him all the time, telling him he's going to get cut off. So, you know, the lesson here is this. If the insurance company says that you're not disabled, but your own training doctors say that you are, the insurance company will not win, they will have to pay. Why? Because at the end of the day, who's going to be believed? The doctors that the insurance company hires or your own treating pain doctor, Mm -hmm. psychologist, physiatrist, orthopedic surgeon, whoever else? These are the people who know you. So their word is going to be taken much more seriously by anyone who looks at this case. And Let's that's take a quick break. If
0: you want to contact Savannah outside show hours anytime. His personal number, 416-216-5910. Advise to do that. And email a couple different emails, either help or Savan S-I-V-A-N, at theinsurancelawyer.ca. This is the Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. Insurance and Injury Law Show, indeed. You want to get hold of Savannah, it's easy. 416-216-5910 and Savannah or help at TheInsuranceLawyer.ca. We are talking about some, uh, some cases from this past week. This is uh, real, live, actual stuff. Cases are going to be resolved uh, very quickly. In some cases, people didn't need a lawyer until this point, or they uh, retained some other f- law firm and got no satisfaction. Either way, you're, uh, you're taking over and making things happen. you got a couple more.
1: Right. So let's talk about this uh, other gentleman that called me. He lives in Toronto. He was in a car accident last month. He lost consciousness. Now, here's the thing. The other driver uh, fled the scene. So by the time the police was called, uh, were called uh, right, the guy mm-hmm. was called, right, he, he was gone. So so this gentleman who was being treated for a concussion and broken ribs uh, asked me, you know, what can he do since he doesn't know who the other driver is and the police doesn't know who it is and there are no witnesses.
0: That's got to happen so many times. It
1: happens a lot of right. times. And, and I have a lot of those kinds of cases where, you know, my, my client has been re ended or something's happened and for whatever reason, the other person is just, you don't know who it is. You don't know what they the car left. They took off or whatever. Right. Exactly. So what do you do? Uh, So there is recourse. Every insurance policy, every auto insurance policy uh, that is issued in Ontario, uh, standard policies, contains an endorsement. It contains a section in it called an OPCF 44R, for those of us who want to be technical and want to Google it. Mm -hmm. And what that says is that if you're in an accident and you've been injured by someone who has fled the scene, so an unidentified driver, Mm -hmm. or someone who's uninsured, or someone who's underinsured, In those kinds of situations, guess what? Your own insurance company will step into the shoes of that at-fault party. So what does that mean? It means basically in basic English that if you've been injured in a car accident or someone you know has been injured in a car accident and you have no idea who the person is who was at fault because they fled the scene, or the the person who's who's hit you is uninsured or un- underinsured, you can still get compensation from your uh, for, for your injuries uh, against your own insurance company. It, the The law allows for that. Uh, the law allows you to 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 get that compensation in addition to the accident benefits that you would be getting. Remember the income replacement benefits yep. and treatments and all that. So people need to know that they do have recourse in the event that something like this happen. Uh, don't panic. Don't think that uh, you won't be able to, um, you know, to get compensation for for your pain and suffering and 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 income losses and anything else that you've lost.
0: I know you're not an insurance broker, obviously. Do you know if that because because they're providing those benefits to you based on someone else's fault would that? affect your, your rates at all? Do you know?
1: You know, I'm not an insurance broker, so I would let people... Right. Uh, not ask that it matters a, when
0: you're needing it, right? No, it, it's, yeah. not,
1: it's not going to matter. My understanding yeah. is that it doesn't, but I really don't know. And, mm-hmm. and you know, frankly, I would tell people that uh, if they're concerned about that, they can certainly uh, give me a call and I can look into
0: it. Or consult your own policy. Absolutely. But it, right? I mean,
1: you know, think about it. When you're dealing with a case, this significant concussion, which by the way, can in itself lead to other diagnoses, like, mm-hmm. like a brain injury or something else you know, you're dealing with injuries which are so significant that any increase in the premium is going to be really dwarfed by whatever it is. I mean, for example, if you're working and now you can't work, I mean, that's your concern right now. And again, the law is there. It's a safety net that they've put in place. So so that's one of those uh, uh, little details that some people are not aware of, and they're very, very concerned about when
0: they're in an accident and they don't know who the other driver is. 416-216-5910 is Savan's number or Savan or help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Give me one more before we uh, we move on.
1: All right. So this is another one. It's a classic one. And now that, uh, you know, we have snow coming and ice, this is something that I'm going to be seeing a lot more of. And unfortunately, this is a slip and fall case. It happened last winter. This is a lady in Oshawa who was walking in a plaza to a store, and she fell on a patch of ice. And when she fell down, she was in tremendous pain, but she remembers that she didn't see any salt or sand anywhere. She twisted and broke her right ankle. Oh. Now, guess what? She was a pizza driver, uh, as, as you know, what, what, what she was working as, and mm-hmm. she was making $32,000 a year. She's 52 years old, and she hasn't been able to work since that fall. So this is from last winter. And what she wanted to know is, when she called me, is can she get compensation for her injury, and if so, how much? And of course, what is my answer? My answer is absolutely, 100%. No question about that. The plaza owners are going to have uh, a, 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 an insurance, insurance company yeah. behind them. And guess what? They're probably going to have a winter maintenance contractor that also has insurance. There is no question here that you can get compensation. Of course, every case has, has to be decided on its facts. Yep. We, we have to investigate, figure out what's happened. Of course, if you if you fall anywhere, either you or someone you know should go and take pictures of the scene to make sure that you know we can see where you fell, why you fell, if there was any salt etc, but she was asking me a very specific question sivan you know no bull what can i get what, what, what is an what what does an ankle assess at right, right. And, and you know that's it's a very crass thing to ask it's a very but,
0: american thing to ask but, you, know, you, know, every, you know every injury has a price tag to it type of thing. but it's
1: true sure. it's true because it, it's legitimate and, and yeah. you know i i can't i can't uh, you know tell her that there is no no value of course there is so, so so you know so here's how it works every injury has some kind of a range of damages yep. and here in canada we have also uh you know what my wife likes the term meat charts unfortunately so again very crass. But but you know but yeah. you know if you lose a finger if you lose an arm if if you know you have back pains or neck pains, what are those worth? Well a broken ankle, depending on the facts of the case, depending if there was surgery or not, could assess at thirty thousand to forty thousand dollars. That's a year's salary for her. That's a year's salary for her, absolutely. But don't forget she hasn't been able to work. So the income loss component has to be accounted right. for as well. Now what about the housekeeping? Is she able to do things around the house? Is there someone else that's helping around the home? Perhaps the husband is now doing a lot more. If that's the case. He gets paid. He gets paid. He can actually advance a claim under the Family Law Act. Again. Remember, we talked about how lawyers should make sure that when they are representing clients, they're advancing everything. Exactly. Right. That they are really asking for absolutely everything that the law allows them uh, to, to claim for their clients. Uh, so, you know, her question, obviously, when, when I explained that to her was, well, how much is she going to be going? How much is she going to be getting in the end? I mean, that's really what, you know, mm-hmm. that was a question. And, 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 and I said to her, look, I mean, it's very difficult to know at this point. What I can tell you is, Here's the, the value or the range of value for a broken ankle. You ballpark, ballpark for it for, right? Right. But yeah. what I can't ballpark is the income loss. Are you going to go back to work next year, the year after? Well, once we do a claim, we're going to be hiring the necessary experts to give us opinions on these. And that's another thing that I see a lot of lawyers not doing. They're not hiring experts or the right experts to give you the ammunition that you need mm-hmm. to 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 fight that claim with the insurance company to make sure that you get exactly what you deserve.
0: Take a short break. 416-216-5910 is Savan's number. A couple different email addresses. Help or Savan, S-I-V-A-N, at theinsurancelawyer.ca. This is the Insurance and Injury Law Show right here Talk Radio, AM640. And we're back out at it, the Insurance and Injury Law Show, 416-216-5910. That's Savan's number. You can email him anytime outside of show hours, always answering help or Savan at the Let's get into this uh, compensation for injuries. Now, we touched on this just before our last break with your uh, your broken ankle client. How do people know what they're entitled to? We uh, you refer, you refer to it crassly as the meat chart, but it's, right. I mean, it's got a bit of humor to it. But for, for real, how do they know?
1: Well, for real, just so, you, just so that our listeners understand, insurance companies uh, you know also refer to, to the Meat chart or, or a chart of cases where, where judges have given opinions in the past, uh, you know, based on, on hundreds, if not thousands, of cases across the country. It's a good band name, too, by the way, Meat Chart. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, I'm not going to say any more on that. Yeah, right. Uh, but, but, you know, realistically, when, whenever we get a claim or an insurance company gets a claim, we're asked to assess the claim, the value of the claim. Okay, so how do we look at it? Well, this is something that unfortunately a lot of lawyers don't explain to their clients. Again, there, there are multiple components to, to a claim, and not every claim has every component, but it's very, very important for the lawyer or for the individual to understand what they can claim. So the first and foremost thing that is in people's minds is pain and suffering. You know, yep. I've had a for lot sure. of pain. I went to the hospital. You know, now, you know, my wife has to stand me complaining every day about, uh, yep. you know, my injuries. Well, that's called a pain and suffering, uh, uh, the, the, the pain and suffering category. It's called general damages. Okay. okay. okay? Those general damages. That's what it's called. Now, typically, as an example, soft tissue chronic back pain uh, can, can be assessed by a court at, at anywhere from $30,000 to $60,000, depending. Is it a car accident? Is it a uh, slip and fall? Uh, you know What happened? Did you have pre-existing conditions? Uh, did you have any other injuries before that may have contributed to what you have? So typically speaking, if somebody comes to me and they've slipped and fell uh, on a sidewalk you know, a year ago, and they're having cr- chronic pains... Uh, in their back, they're able to function, but it's hurting them, I would tell them that they're probably going to get assessed for that particular back pain uh, uh, issue that they're having at about, let's say, thirty to $40,000.
0: Now, is that a one-time thing or a yearly, or is that the full Monty? It's, the it's one, a full yeah. Monty for okay. that. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's,
1: it's the full thing. Now, if, if you're dealing with a car accident, there is, uh, there is a bit of a different calculation because there is a deductible, and we'll get into it a bit later, but, okay. but there is something that people have to to consider with car accidents. It's a okay. bit different. So so. You have that pain and suffering component, that general damages – uh, you know, and again, you know, if you're dealing with a shoulder injury, again, is it a tear? Uh, are, you know, are we dealing with a full tear? Are we dealing with a partial tear? Is there surgery? Is there a frozen shoulder? You know, a claim like that, an injury like that, can be seventy thousand dollars for pain and suffering, eighty thousand.
0: Is that the first thing to get paid out?
1: No, they all okay. get paid usually at the same time okay. when there's settlement at the end. Cool, right? But it's one of the components that we look at. Uh, if you've broken your hip, for example, you had a hip replacement as a result of that, uh, then you're looking at hundred thousand dollars for pain and suffering, one hundred twenty. And again, it depends. Mm-hmm. Are there complications as a result of the surgery? I had a case once where my lady you know, uh, uh, slipped and fell in a store and she had uh, three surgeries because there were ongoing complications, oh, wow. not because of the doctor or the hospital. Well, that claim was worth a lot more because but for the store's negligence at the beginning, this lady would not have had to go through the entire ordeal. Absolutely. So, so again, so pain and suffering is the first component. There's also the economic loss components, right? the income loss aspect of the claim. If a person can't work, uh, was about uh, to start a new job, and now they can't. If the person is, is back to work, but on part-time duty, so they're earning less money. Or, or as it happens with a lot of cases, when someone goes back to work, and they're doing their, their, their job, mm-hmm. but guess guess what? They need more breaks. Uh, they, they can't lift as much. Can't work as long a day. Right. So they have there's modifications to the job. Well, that's, that's also recoverable, what we say in those cases is that this, pers- this person is-, is less competitive in-, in the workplace. So if the accident hadn't happened, that person would be able to compete in the workplace. You know, let's say he loses his job tomorrow or her job tomorrow they're going to have to go and find another job. Well, now they're less competitive because of this ongoing injury.
0: And that's based on salary, I guess.
1: That's based on salary. There's a variety of formulas. Every case is very fact-specific. That's very, very important that that this is not, uh, you know, one size fits all. And again, in a lot of cases, when I did defense work, I would see a lot of lawyers approach these cases as a one size fits all, and it's not. In every case, there are facts that you can use Mm -hmm. to your client's advantage.
0: This speaks to your documentation. I mean, if you're not, you know, if you're not completely out cold and in some sort of trauma where you can't record things. Always document everything that's happening to you, yeah? right from the pictures. Absolutely. You know what? Keep a diary. Go right. to your doctor. I tell people go to your doctor regularly.
1: Make sure that you know your medical complaints are heard. Sometimes I had a client once who, uh, very very nice lady, and, and she was the uh, you know the main um, uh, supporter in the family, uh, income supporter, mm-hmm. and and she slipped and fell and she suffered a spine injury. Well, she was back at work within six weeks. There was no surgery, uh, but, you know, within six weeks, you know, imagine that. And, you know, she was making the same amount of money, but she had to walk with a cane. Mm-hmm. She was, ex- you know, extremely fatigued at the Shouldn't end of the day. She should not have been there. should not have been there. And, and and here's the problem. She was one of those people who doesn't complain. So when she was asked down the road by various doctors, how are you feeling here or there? What she would do, she would not want to complain. So she would downplay no, her symptoms. Right. So yeah. it's very important for people not to downplay their symptoms. Don't exaggerate. Tell the doctors when they're asking you what you're feeling, you know, what the issues are, make sure you tell them the truth. That's the, the the best thing. It's the easiest thing to remember: the truth.
0: Because that could set precedent later on. The insurance company says, "Hey, for six months she's been telling us she's fine. She's back to work, but she's okay." Yeah, the that could company, affect her, yeah? Absolutely. The insurance company
1: yeah. is going to be going through their medical records with a fine tooth comb. Very, very important. Absolutely. Okay. So, so we've talked about pain and suffering. Yes. We've talked about uh, income loss. What about the family member claims? We talked about that before. You yeah. Know?
0: Very interesting. Very, even if it's a family member, you have to hi, for all intents and purposes, hire to do you know cooking, housework. Yeah, and so you're not necessarily so going right?
1: to. Yeah. And you're not necessarily going. To, you're not going to go and pay your son or your daughter right. or your, your uncle to do stuff for you. But but you know. But guess what? If they are doing things for you and we can document it, then there should be compensation for those individuals. Whether or not they get added to the claim, that's an individualistic choice. And you know, I talk with each family individually, and and we talk about it, and I give them the options. You know, it all comes down to this. You have to know your options. Once you know your options, you can make an informed decision.
0: We'll expand a little more on that, but after we uh, take a short break, 416-216-5910 is Savan's number, and Savan or help at the theinsurancelawyer.ca. More of the Insurance and Injury Law Show coming up, Talk Radio AM 640. The Insurance and Injury Law Show, a very important hour of radio here on Talk Radio AM640. It's getting to be that season where a lot of slips and falls, a lot of uh, personal injury claims that we're talking about. Uh, Savannah, all the cool things under the banner of compensation for injuries, right? Okay. Where are we now?
1: Okay. So we spoke about uh, uh, the uh, pain and suffering, uh, income loss, family claims. Uh, You know, you also have housekeeping claims that we talked about. What happens if you have to hire a housekeeper Mm -hmm. or somebody to do your snow or cut your grass? Well, again, those are recoverable, okay? Okay. And not just for the past, but for the future if you can't do these things. Again, very, very important to advance these kinds of claims to make sure that you are made whole financially. Uh, We also have rehabilitation and treatments that you may need to pay, Uh, not just what you've paid up until now, but what you're going to have to pay in the future. Again, very, very important to account for that because once there is a settlement... Most settlements are all inclusive. Once the money comes to you from the insurance company, and once you sign that release, you know, that document that Leora always talks about in the employment hour. You're, you're done. You're done. That's it. It's the exchange for you dropping the claim and them giving you the money. Okay. Now, you also have to be creative. And this is where the art of law comes in. Okay. I had a gentleman one time a few years back that uh, you know, was involved in a car accident, head on collision, pretty serious. And uh, he had a pretty bad tear to his right shoulder. He was a uh, sheet metal worker, so he was in construction. And you know, one thing that I found out halfway through the claim is, is is that at the time that the accident happened, he was halfway completing a renovation of his own basement. So, so you know, when he told mm-hmm. me that, I said, "Well, wait a second. Can you can you complete the renovation?" He says, "No, home. I'm going to have to hire someone." Okay. Well, then guess what? I visited the home. I actually brought a cameraman. Okay, not a photo camera, a video camera. Mm-hmm. And we did a video. And then so just so that I can actually provide that video to the insurance company to show them, look, we're not- we're Here's not, what needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is not, uh, we're not just saying that, you know, take a look. And, uh, and, and then we went out and we got three quotes- from three reputable contractors, and, and the quotes averaged out to about $40,000 for the completion of the work, and we advanced that as part of the claim. Wow, well, I never would have thought about it. Absolutely, and, yeah. and you know, and, and, and the insurance company ended up paying for that. Wow. So again, very, very important. Lawyers have to make sure that they are really uh, working as, as hard as they can and being as creative as they can to make sure that their clients are really compensated for absolutely everything that they've lost as a result of,
0: uh, of the accident. 416-216-5910, that's Savan's number or Savan or help at the insurancelawyer.ca. Let's talk about long-term disability claims. Uh, I'll boil it down to this, uh, say the top three things people need to know about their claims, how about that? The top
1: three things, okay, well I have people contacting me all the time about these kinds of claims, so you know just top of my head, number one, uh, your long-term disability claim is as strong as the support you have from your own treating doctors. If they support your disability, the insurance company has no right to cut you off. So if you get to that magical two-year mark, mm-hmm. all right, or even before them, and the insurance company says, no, you should be able to go back to work or, or try to go back to work or you can do something else you can do, if your doctors are in agreement with you or they're telling you, no, do not go because you're going to make your, your, your uh, uh, condition worse – you listen to your doctors. The insurance company has absolutely no right to force you to go back, okay? So always make sure that you, you, you understand that, and then you have a good rapport with your own treating physicians. Mm-hmm. Number two, when you get the call or letter telling you that you're ready to go back to work, but you are not, don't panic. In other words, if the insurance company says, we've assessed you, we've examined you by our own doctors, or our own doctors have looked at your medical documentation. And you're good to go. Your, you're yeah. good to go. <laughs> no and you get that feeling inside this panicky feeling the this anxiousness and you mm-hmm. you know you it starts to sweat and your heart rate goes up don't panic okay give me a call give me a call we'll spend a few minutes on the phone i promise you at the t- by the time we're finished talking your your blood pressure is going to go down mm-hmm. okay it's going to be normal you're you're not going to you're not going to feel like you're helpless and powerless because that's the truth you're not You're not. Insurance companies like to have you feel that way. because On edge. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And that's a byproduct of the relationship you have with this insurance company, with your insurance company. Uh, So, you know, I can resolve the issue for you. It doesn't mean that I get involved, by the way. It could mean that I simply give you information, the information you need on what to do with your insurance company. Right. Okay. And I know that in the future, if you have an issue, you'll simply come to me. I mean, that's the benefit to me that at the end of the day, maybe you won't need me, but you'll be happy with the fact that I've given you this information. Yeah. Maybe you'll go to someone else uh, you know, who you know uh, has been in an accident or needs help or has questions. Pass it along, pass right? Pass it along, exactly. And again, you know, I'm going to mention my partner again, Lior Samfiru, uh, The Employment Hour does the exact same thing. People call him all the time. It doesn't always translate into work for us, but it but translates. It's advice. It's advice. It's advice. It's information. Yep. You know exactly what to do. Number three, if you're cut off long-term disability and you are told that you can appeal... Don't appeal it's nonsense, we talked about that, John. who is going to be reviewing your appeal? The exact same people who cut you off in the first place it, it's It's a circle I mean it's like you know walking around in a circle and hoping that you'll get to your destination. it's mm-hmm. not going to happen. it's just not going to happen uh, you know it, it's it's a waste of time. Give me a call as soon as you're cut off I, I've had a lady call me last week and we're setting up a consultation yeah. Uh, to meet, uh, she's she called me because she already is in the process of of doing her third appeal. Can you imagine that? Her third appeal. It's going to be endless. For she her. was she was cut off about I think nine months ago or so, and she keeps giving them documents. And keep saying, "Yeah, okay, that's that's very nice, but no, you're not <laughs> you're real? not you're not disabled enough. You know, yeah. you can go back to work." So you know, I said there. "I said just drop the appeal, come speak with me. Let me see the documents. Let me see the medical documents." You know, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. It's not going to take long to resolve. It's fairly easy. Uh, it's painless. Uh, you know, you, you, you're not going to be under a microscope. Just let me, let me handle the claim. Let me handle it for you. And, and it's really going to be simple to resolve.
0: And again, it takes a burden off her back. Now you're in charge. You can stop with the phone calls. Absolutely. That's the best part of the That's whole the thing, That's the best right? part.
1: People, yeah. you know, it's the fact that they have to deal with these insurers who are just on their backs all the time. I mean, it, it just make, it makes people worse. No, you just, can't they can they regress. No, yeah. It's not only that they're not getting any better. They're regressing because mm-hmm. of this pressure the insurance company is putting on them. So, you know, we talked about it before. I mean, I call that victimization for the second time. Yeah.
0: We'll take a short break. The number to call, Savan, anytime, 416-216-5910. Email uh, as well, help or Savan, S-I-V-A-N, at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Lots more of the Insurance and Injury Law Show coming up. Talk Radio, AM 640 insurance and injury law show right up till the uh, the top of the hour here 416-216-5910 or help or savan at the insurance lawyer.ca. either email uh, will work when we left we were talking about things you need to know the top 3 things about uh, long term disability claims let's talk about the other side long term disability myths there's got to be at least 3 oh at least at least It's <laughs> actually a long list but let's say
1: the the three top myths uh, three top myths that uh, mm-hmm. you know that, that that I'm aware of uh, number 1 adjusters are there to help you with your claim. Of course they are. Oh, my Lord. So, you know, we talked about that before again. And, and in fact, the lady that I told you about that, uh, c- you know, came to see me with the uh, traumatic brain injury, uh, she was mentioning that as well, that at the beginning, the adjusters are so very nice. And keep in mind, again, with a caveat to our listeners, I know a lot of the, uh, of these adjusters, and a lot of them are very nice and very bright, but they have a job to do. For sure. Their job is to protect the insurance company, to save the insurance company money. They're there to adjudicate the claim. They're there to to make sure the claim goes smoothly, but as as possible to get you off insurance, absolutely to yeah. get you off their backs, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, in a way, there's a conflict of interest here, right? Because they're supposed to be looking out for your well-being, for your welfare. But really, their mandate is to save the insurance company money. Kind of so hard to coach myth, two teams, you right? You can't do Can't it. do no, it. No, no, yep. you can't. You can't. And for whatever reason, you know, our, our system of law hasn't dealt with that on, a, on a, um, a policy level. But in any event, first myth, adjusters are there to help you. They are not. Okay? Make sure you know that even if they're very nice to you. Number two. If you're treating doctors tell your your insurance company that you are disabled, the insurance company uh, will not cut you off. Say that again? So people think that if Mm -hmm. they're treating doctors, report to the insurer that they are disabled – that the insurance company will take those doctors' uh, uh, words, you would assume. And not catch, you would assume. No. But what do we see? What do we see day after day after day? We see the insurance companies ignoring what treating doctors, treating practitioners are saying in their reports, in their notes, in their records. So it's very, very important that people understand that even though you have the support of your medical team mm-hmm. and the fact that you are faxing or emailing those records and notes and, and supporting documentation to yeah, the you insurance, due diligence, right? Yeah, if you think you're not going to get cut off at some point, you are wrong. You're going to Cut off. It's just going to be a matter of time. Insurance companies will cut you off. Okay. So, so that's, 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 so, so just, just be ready for that. Don't mm-hmm. think that, uh, you know, you're going to be exempt from that at some point, yeah. just be prepared and don't panic when that happens. Just keep your
0: phone number close at hand when that arrives. You got right? it. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
1: Number three. Uh, a lot of people, when they contact me, they say, well, Sivan, you know, I'm, you're talking about all the stuff on the air and you're telling us to call you. Well, you know what? We don't want to pay you or an insurance lawyer up front to deal with the, with the insurance company, okay? I mean, you know, as it is, we're struggling financially. Well, the way these, these kinds of claims work, and it's important for people to understand, they operate on a percentage basis, mm-hmm. okay? And any lawyer you go to who doesn't operate in that manner with these kinds of insurance claims, long-term disability, injury right. claims... Yeah, it's up to you if you want to run or not, but the standard practice is to do it on contingency, on a percentage. And the percentages vary. It depends. But the point is you're not supposed to pay anything, okay? You're only paying a portion of what the lawyer is able to recover for you. Very, very important. And I've I've actually seen a few... um, Uh, contracts that people have brought to me recently uh, where they've been with other lawyers where the lawyers are actually asking them to pay for the expenses of, of the lawsuit and you know, I've seen lawyers do that, and, you know, if you want to go with a lawyer that does it, that's fine. Most lawyers will not do that. Most lawyers who practice in this area. It's a percentage of whatever it is we can recover for you. So when you get paid, I get paid. You got it, exactly. Right. So okay. really there is no risk if you think about it, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And there's no reason not to call. Yep. So those are the three myths that, uh, you know, I—, I probably want our listeners to know about.
0: We could probably do a whole show on those, but those you are the top three. You can do more anyway. than one show. Yeah. yeah. Right. 416-216-5910, Savan or help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. It is that time of year. You mentioned it to you know a couple days ago. We had our first uh, first snowfall, I believe it was around Thursday. I saw some flurries coming down in the garner. That's always charming. Yep. Summer, please. Um, car accident uh, injury claims. Now, this is this is interesting. I've been through this myself. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have. Um, how to choose a rehab clinic. Like what pitfalls to avoid?
1: Okay. Well, I'll talk to you now from the standpoint of a defense lawyer or an insurance company because I've mm-hmm. seen this a lot. One of the first questions that I would ask when I'm talking about treatments, uh, when, I would, when I would be asking a claimant, uh, I, you know, I, I would ask them, which rehab clinic are you going to? And then I would ask them, who referred you to that clinic? Why? Because, and you're going to be, some, some listeners are going to be shocked at this, but you know what? There is a practice out there uh, where... People get referred to these clinics through various sources, mm-hmm. some of which are tow truck drivers, uh, some of which are, uh, you know, friends who stand to make something sure. because you are attending this clinic, you know, something under the get table. a piece. Right. And if you were to Google, uh, you know, some of the insurance fraud articles from a few years back when the insurance companies really cracked down on this, and rightly so, you'll find that there was there were huge controversies about clinics uh, who, who were, you know, billing insurance companies for for uh, treatments and visits by Clients that did not even were happen. Fictitious. Absolutely. So you know what I tell people? I say, listen, when they're asking me, and I get asked all the time, which clinic should I go to? Mm-hmm. And I tell them, you go to your family doctor and you get a referral from from your family doctor, or or your treating practitioner. If there is a neurologist, you go to a pain doctor, get a referral from these people. Okay, and and you know, do, do your due diligence when you're going to the clinic. Make sure that you're asking what is the expertise of the people who are going to treat me. If it's a chiropractor, how much experience do you have? Physiotherapist, same kind of thing. So it's very important. And, and one of the reasons why this is very important is because, believe it or not, insurance companies uh, keep track of which clinics are red flagged. In other words, which clinics they know are suspicious in terms of what they're doing and how they're doing, uh, uh, you know, the, the their business. You know, yeah. their billing practices. Are you are they overbilling? Are they under underbilling? Are they in cahoots with, you know, some shady lawyers out there? Mm-hmm. Very very important that you don't go to a clinic that is tainted because that could potentially end up casting a shadow on your claim.
0: And they might not. They might not compensate you. For yeah, that.
1: you're going to have issues. I mean, mm-hmm. the insurance company may say, you know, we're refusing to pay for these treatments, you know, because for whatever reason we don't believe that you went, or or we yeah. think that the clinic is just not a good clinic. Yeah. I've seen everything, to be honest with you. It's, 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 it's one of those things where I tell people, make sure you get a referral from your own doctor, your own treating uh, specialist uh, to a good clinic. And you know what? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're not going there because you have a claim. You're going there because you want to get better. Yeah. So go to a good clinic so yeah. you can get better common
0: sense yeah if you're going there at two in the morning it's on top of a coffee time chances are it's probably not the clinic you're supposed to be at right uh, yeah <laughs> chances are right <laughs> we'll take a, a short break 416-216-5910 Savannah or help at the insurance lawyer.ca more of the insurance and injury law show coming up talk radio am 640 we get into our uh, final segment here on the insurance and injury law show Savan here until the uh, the top of the hour, then he's out doing his thing, making miracles happen. Uh, Savannah, or help at theinsurancelawyer.ca, 416-216-5910. We were just covering car accident insurance claims and how to uh, choose a, a rehab clinic. Let's talk about uh, when I should contact a lawyer in that case as well. Well, I tell people that if they're injured in, a, in
1: an accident, whether it's a slip and fall or a car accident or anything like that, so, 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 you know, when to contact a lawyer is a question that uh, you know I, I get asked uh, a lot uh, by you know friends, family members, uh, etc. And what I tell them is that if you're injured in a car accident, uh, a slip and fall, a trip and fall, anything like that, if if you are if you are really injured, and the injury is, is obvious, I mean, it's a fracture, or it's, uh, you know, whiplash, uh, you can't move the next day, you should be contacting a lawyer, you should know what your rights are, what you can do compensation wise, you know, you're going to have questions, who's going to cover my treatments, who's going to cover my income if I can't work, make sure you con- contact a lawyer and a good lawyer an insurance, uh, an injury lawyer, it doesn't have to be me, by the way. I mean, it's great if you call me, I'll give you the information, I'll contact you uh, very quickly after yep. you leave me a message or an email. Uh, or uh, unless you just reach me by by calling my direct number. Uh, But the golden rule is this. If you suffered any injuries as a result of an accident, you make sure you contact a lawyer because you have to make sure that your rights are protected. You have to make sure you understand what your options are. Uh, And like we talked about before, in some instances... Uh, there are pretty onerous requirements before making a claim, mm-hmm. such as, for example, if you're uh, if you slipped and fall on a city uh, sidewalk, you have to notify the city in ten uh, days. In right? ten days, exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's very, very important.
0: Want to get through a, a bunch of emails here in the last few minutes because they've been piling up all show again. Uh, just to, in case you haven't sent your Savan, S-I-V-A-N, or help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. And Savan's number you just mentioned it, has it on him all the time. 416-216-5910. Bounce over to Maria, Maria from Aurora says, uh, there you go, I was in a car accident last winter. My husband was driving. And he caused the accident because he went uh, through a red light intersection by mistake. Haven't been able to work since that time. What can I do? Now, that's interesting because her husband, who she's in the car with, caused the accident. So what do you do? Well,
1: she has a claim against her husband. And and the husband should not take this uh, personally. Mm -hmm. We it's have, a claim we, against the insurance, not the person, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. You're, technically, you're making the claim against the individual, but it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the insurance company is going to be the one who's paying. And it's, it's, it's completely normal. It's not unusual. I mean, when we drive, a lot of times we're driving with colleagues, with friends, with family. If there is a car accident uh, and, and you were at fault – and you know, I'm in the car with my wife and I'm at fault. She has a claim against me mm-hmm. so that she can access my insurance company for compensation, particularly if the injuries are fairly serious. Right. So very important for Marie to understand and to know that her husband here uh, uh, would be liable, which means that she would be able to access funds uh, from the insurance company from her husband's insurance company, auto insurance company, uh, and she'll be able to get compensation for her lost income, uh, for potentially housekeeping, for pain
0: and suffering. All depends on the kind of injuries that she has. Now, you recommend doing that each and every time? Absolutely, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Trevor from Barry says, uh, I'm on long-term disability and I've been on it for three years. Last month, I went to see a doctor that the insurance company sent me to. Note that. It says I got a call back from the adjuster, my adjuster on Friday, saying that the doctor thinks that I can try to go back to work. My own doctors have said many times that I can't go. I have back problems that cause me a lot of pain and I can't sit or stand for more than 10 minutes at a time. What can I do? we well, talked about this all day. John, let, let me throw that to you. What should <laughs> he do? Uh, he should call you, yes. as a matter of yes. fact. You Trevor, know? you should definitely yeah. call me. Don't go
1: it on your own, my friend. Right. And, and you know, as soon as I see that that the insurance company is asking an individual on disability, a long-term disability, to go see one of their doctors, what are they doing? They're setting it up for a cutoff. They're set, because what's going to happen? What's the doctor that the insurance company hired going to say in his report or her report, they're going to say what the insurance company most likely wants to hear, which is that this person is good enough uh, or well enough to try at least and go back to work. Well, in a case like this, it's not unusual for the insurance doctors to say this person can go back to work. Don't panic. I guarantee you also, uh, uh, John, that when... uh, his name is Trevor when Trevor when Trevor's doctors saw this report from the insurance doctor I'm sure that the, you know they raised their eyebrows mm-hmm. and they said no 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 we disagree completely again it's one of those cases where who's going to be believed the treating doctors uh, Trevor's treating doctors or the insurance doctor so Trevor give me a call it will not it will not be difficult to resolve I, you know I will simply engage the insurance company in a dialogue if they don't back down okay we're going to we're going to make a claim we're going to file a claim your case will be resolved within Weeks to months at most, okay? Not even a question. Very, so out of, very out easy out of 10
0: times, if this happens between the insurance company doctors and the uh, the injured doctor or the person who has the, yeah. uh, the injury, the, the insurance doctors, nine times or how many times out of 10 does the person's doctor win the treating doctor? I would say in my experience, 10 out of 10. So why do they bother? Why does insurance company bother if, they, if, they're, if they're never going to win? Because they're not treating doctors.
1: Right. But but then again, John, how are they going to justify them cutting you off? Yeah. They have to have some way of doing it. And here's what yeah. they're hoping, by the way. They're hoping that Trevor and others like him will not call someone like me. they just bend. They will just bend. And yeah. you know what? People do bend. Because it, these people who are in disability are already struggling. They're already, they, they have illnesses. They have injuries. You know, a lot of them will just sign off. They'll just, just say, you know, thank you, but no thank you. I'm not interested in going forward. They don't understand that mm-hmm. insurance companies don't have the power that they think that they do. They don't understand that these kinds of claims are easy to resolve. They're not difficult to resolve.
0: Get to one more. Jeff here from Toronto says, I'm on long-term disability for anxiety and depression. I've been on disability for three years. In the past uh, few weeks, my adjuster started calling me and asking me a lot of questions about my treatments and why I can't go back to work. Says, I'm getting really anxious every time she calls. I can't sleep, can't eat, so on and so forth. What do I do? Wow. Well, I, 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 you know, this, this really makes me extremely upset because,
1: you know, th- these people, people like Jeff, they're trying to get better. They usually have someone that's helping them, either, either uh, a psychologist or a psychiatrist yep. or someone that they're going to. Again, Jeff, you don't have to deal with us alone. Give me a call. Let me deal with the insurance company. You know, as soon as we meet, if you decide to have me help you. You can forget about ever hearing from this adjuster again. That's the best part. No, they're going to have to deal with me. And I guarantee you that when they deal with me, it's a completely different ballgame.
0: We'll take it for another week, my friend. Excellent information out there, and uh, people should feel relieved and uh, keep your number in their back pocket for sure. They can get a hold of you any and take it from there. 416-216-5910 to get hold of Savan directly and his email. Outside of show hours, help or Savan, S-I-V-A-N, at theinsurancelawyer.ca. This has been the Insurance and Injury Law Show right here on Talk Radio AM 640.